welcome to the ministries of the Bohomi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him in all the earth. And the pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you're about to hear. life in the spirit, life in Christ. You know, an interesting I woke up this morning and um, in consulting the spirit, I almost, in a sense, experienced what's happening here this morning. And the word that was deposited in my spirit is empathy. Empathy. And it's just besides all what I studied and put together. But I want to use the opportunity to encourage you always to consult the spirit of God. Yes, because he lives inside of you. And he is our strength. He is our walk. And the question is asked, why am I disquieted? Why do I get anxious? Why do I feel depressed and frustrated? And it's, it's normal. You know, life is a series of seasons. There are times when you are at an all-time high and times when you are at an all-time low. But for the child of God, we are at that vantage point where we have the Holy Spirit of God who gives us insights into God's will. And one of the, the beauty of God's promises is that He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And there are times, the conditions that we are faced with, sometimes we are tempted to think that God is somewhere else other than where He has been. But you see, God never moves in terms of His position. He never moves from where He is. God is always enthroned. And can I remind you that there is never a moment when that place is threatened. God's place on his throne is never threatened, meaning that he is the only sovereign, he is the only potentate. That's what the word of God says. And what does that really mean? The Lord is not only sensitive to where we are, but the Lord is acquainted with the military details of our lives. Somebody help me here. He knows exactly what you're going through. And can I tell you, it could not have been if he did not allow it. And whatever the Lord allows, there is purpose attached to it. And God's purpose is always to our good. That's what the word of God says. Everything working together for the good to them that love the Lord. The thing in and of itself might not be good, but the outcome as far as God's working is going to be good. You're going to be a better person. Now, physically you cannot see that. But faith, Hallelujah. And enables us to see beyond what it is that we're going through. So here it is. Whatever it is the Lord has promised, the Lord will always come true on his promises. He will stand by his word, and his word will always come through. For your distress and your circumstances, the health challenges, whatever it is that you're going through, I want to remind you this morning that God is a sure foundation. He is the rock of all ages. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you're rooted and you're grounded in God, though the angry surges of life may roll and though the wind may come crashing against the doors of your lives, remember, hallelujah, that he speaks peace in the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. He's here this morning to calm us. You know, 
And by design, what happened here this morning was intended. Amen. Many of you came here this morning with dawn. And sometimes, in a sense of, you know, despair. And you feel so discouraged in your spirit. And you seem not to be able to take hold of life. Because everything seems so kind of elusive. Remember, God is here. Hallelujah. Oh, the sparrow, considered to be one of the smallest of creatures. The Bible says that one of them will fall from the air. Not only without his knowledge, but without his consent. In other words, nothing is accidental with God. Nothing just happens to God. So I want to remind you that you are within God's program. And God is taking good care of you. Amen. Just smile this morning and wave your hands in the air. Bless the Lord for his kindness. Don't be ashamed to do that. Just lift those hands to him and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for being so good. Thank you for being there for us. Hallelujah. You are our shield. Hallelujah. You are a buckler. And in you, Lord, we shall not be greatly moved. Bless the name of Jesus. We shall not be displaced. For whatever the Lord has ordained is right. His perfect will will abide. So just be confident and rest assuredly in the fact that God will remain true to you. Let's just look quickly, Romans chapter 8, that's where I've been and that's where I'm going to be for uh, the unforeseeable future. Romans chapter 8, I'm getting of life in the spirit. And I promise you this morning that I am not going to write this afternoon that I'm not going to be long. Verse 12, we're going to read from there. Verse 11 says that the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that self-same spirit shall quicken your mortal, bro- your mortal body. In other words, he shall give life to you. So then, brothers, you are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. If you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit... You put to death the deeds of the body, you will live because God has made provision for that. And if His Spirit lives in you, irrespective of how weak you may feel, as you tune in and cue up to the ability of God's Spirit in you, you will be able to do whatever it is that He calls you to do. That, that, that was the word of the Apostle Paul. He said, I can do all things. If Christ said, I can do it, then I can do it. Whatever it is that God has assigned you to do, don't allow fear to intimidate you. You know, show up and allow the Spirit of God to guide you and He will enable you to accomplish whatever it is. At the top of God's purpose for us is our sanctification. Alright? Our sanctification. The word sanctification is just a big word that means becoming more like God. Amen? God's intention for having His Holy Spirit in you is to give you the ability to suppress those desires that are against his spirit. Is that right? So habits, the inclinations, and those things that you know we love as human beings that are contrary to the will of God. God, through his spirit and his word, is enabling us to abstain from them. The Apostle Peter encourages us every day of our lives to examine ourselves, assess ourselves, and if we identify anything that was against the soul, put it off. Anything that in any way contaminates God's programming us, God has given us the ability to put it off. Don't say this morning, I cannot do it. Whatever it is that you love and you think that you have an addiction to, 
I want to remind you, if the Spirit of God lives in you, that's an indication that you have what it takes to overcome whatever it is you struggle with. Amen? You can do it. So as far as the desires of the flesh is concerned, God has placed in us the indwelling of His Spirit to help us suppress those desires so that they do not, they do not become a part of our lives. For all who are led by the Spirit of God, verse 14, they are the sons of God. All who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. One of the things that I do oftentimes to enable me to understand the scripture is try to read it in the negative. Alright? So in the negative, you could read something like this. For all who are not led by the Spirit of God, they are not the sons of God. Does that make sense? So if I am not led, I am not guided by the Spirit of God, if the Spirit of God is not in the process of molding my desires, because the Word of God tells me that it is God who is in me producing those desires and also giving me the ability to do whatever is His will. So if I am not guided by that, the Word of God says I'm not a son. Is that right? Yes, that's one of the ways that we are able to understand the Scripture. You read it in the negative and in the positive and try to understand the principle that derives from God's word. So here he's saying to us, as children of God, those who are children of God, they walk not according to the flesh, but they walk according to the Spirit. The Spirit of God in us is He who enables us not to walk after the flesh. Amen? Oh, somebody help me here. The Word of God says in, in Colossians, if you are risen with Christ, and the fact that you are risen with Christ is an indication that you are born again. It means that the Spirit of God has taken possession of you. Then your newfound desires should be towards things above. Your affection, your love, your devotion should be towards things above. Now hear me well. The scripture is not here saying that you won't have your moments. You will have your moments, but the dominant desire in you will be towards God. So it says, if you then be risen with Christ, or if indeed the Spirit of God indwells you, then you must seek those things which are above where Christ seated at the right hand of God. And why is he sitting there? He's sitting there to do what? Intercede. Why is he interceding? Because he knows that we are frail. He knows that oftentimes we succumb. That's why the word of God says, my little children, this thing right I am to you that you see not. But he also said in the process of you attempting not to see, if you should succumb, I have already made provision. The advocacy ministry of Jesus. He's at the, at the rising of God doing what? Interceding for us. He knows my weakness. He knows my struggles. He knows the areas in my life where I'm having difficulties. And may I remind you that standing here this morning, the, the word is first applicable to me. I'm not here giving you the impression that I'm not going through struggles. I am going through struggles. Amen? In the words of the Apostle Paul, I have not taken hold of what God has taken hold of me for. But I press. See, I press. Every one of us here, we press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And I look forward to the day when my faith will find its fullness. And that's in glorification. Until that time, it doth not yet appear what we shall be. Oh, but this we know. We have the assurance 
God has given us the deposit of the Holy Spirit that gives us the guarantee that whatever God begins in us, He will bring to a glorious end. And that's why we run the race with patience. The race that is set before us, before I stepped in Jesus, who is the author and the finisher for our faith. Don't get distracted by your struggles. It is all a part of the Christian experience. It is through adversities we learn what it truly means to trust God. When our back is ready against the wall, that's when we say, help. That's when we are sure of God. We're always in a posture where we say, Lord, help. Lord, help. I don't have the capacity. I lack the ability, Lord, to consistently trust you. Help me, Lord. Huh? Yeah, that's where we should be. And if for some reason or the other you think that you have arrived, hey, you're in for it. It's just a matter of time. Because season comes and season goes. And you will eventually, eventually realize that you need God. Oh, you need God. Every second of the day, I need you, Lord. When I fear that my faith will fail, I need you, Lord. I need to know that you are holding me with the right hand of your righteousness. Oh, glory be to God. All those who are led by the Spirit of God, the Bible said they are sons of God. And you know a son delights in doing the will of his Father. Somebody help me here. He delights in doing the will of his Father. And oftentimes that's not perfected, but it's a work in progress. Every time I assess myself and I analyze myself in light of God and his will, I want to be more like my Father. And there are times when I literally cry because I think I fall short. And that's when I say, Lord, help! Help me, Lord! And God has given us that spirit that is so sensitive to the needs of each other. So as I woke this morning, I began thinking of the community of faith. Do you know that we are a special group of people who should care and love each other, be here for each other? Cry when others cry, laugh when others cry, laugh when others laugh. We should be there in each other's experiences as if we ourselves are going through it. That's the power of fellowship. Amen. And it is the devil's desire to disrupt that. We must do our very best, pull up our, you know, tie our waist and, and be about it. That brother or that sister that for some reason you think you can get along with, it's an opportunity. Let me say that again. That brother or that sister that you think you can't get along with is just an opportunity to prove God in that situation. Huh? You think that that person doesn't like you for whatever reason. Look, push the button. Keep pushing it through the strength of God and you will overcome. You know, I shared with the believers back home that when I began serving in the northern end of the island, there was a particular sister in the church who just couldn't get along with me. No, I had not known her. I, I, I knew very little about her. But I said to my wife, sweetheart, I'm going to love her with the love of the Lord, irrespective of whatever it is. I'm not even going to try to understand why she's behaving that way. I'm just going to just love her. And as I speak to you, she and I, we are like this. God is able to do it. Somebody help me here. God is able to do it. God is able to do it. Whatever he says, that he has set out to do, he will do it. So if we are children of God, there should be that sense of community, that sense of camaraderie, you know, to the point where you are sensitive when a brother or sister is going through some hardship. Huh? 
Nobody has to tell you, though. That's the power of the very essence of fellowship. When you have fellowship one for another because we share common values, anything that goes wrong, you feel it. Huh? I woke up this morning and I felt it in my spirit, you know. What's happening here? And sister, I just want to remind you that God has your best in the book. <laughs> and the enemy, who of course was the holder of death, that was stripped from him. Amen? It was stripped from him. Hebrews chapter 2 tells us that. And today as we live, we live by the power of God. In the book of Colossians, we are told that he was disarmed. What it means to disarm, to disable someone? And whatever he's doing today is just for a time. His days are numbered. And one of those good days, God will bring everything to an end. He will no more have the ability to afflict us in any way. Hallelujah. Thank God. As a matter of fact, the word of God tells us, in order for us to put on the completeness of God, we have to put off what is not God. And God has a unique way of doing that. So as sons and as daughters of God, rest easy. Can I tell you again? Rest easy. Oh, somebody help me here. Give God a smile. Just rest easy. Because God is in ultimate control of your life. Glory be to God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Oh, somebody help me here. The in Christ experience affords us the ability not to be afraid. Not to be intimidated. And oftentimes, let me tell you something. When you express faith in God, the things that you see always presents a challenge to you. Come with me. Go back to the children of Israel. When they were given God's mandate for them, everybody said, yay! And they thought it was going to be an easy ride. But let me tell you something. In this life, you're going to have trouble. Especially if there is faith in you. Especially if there is a connection with God. You're going to have trouble. We were ushered into the realm of the spirit. And in the realm of the spirit, there is much trouble. Oh, glory be to God. But he tells us, fear not, because I have overcome. And what in essence he is saying, that you in me, because I have overcome, you have overcome yourself. That's why we can say, I am more than a conqueror. Amen? In that situation, in the midst of it, whatever it is that you're going through, you can tell yourself as far as what God himself has said, I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious. I may have to cry sometime, but I'm victorious. Huh? I'm victorious. So the word says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Huh? Because greater is he that is in us, the spirit of God, than he that is in the world. Amen. He is undertaking. He is underpinning us. Amen. He has made himself available to us wherever we are. And in whatever condition we are, God is always present. And if for some reason you feel so encumbered by whatever it is that you're going through that you lose sight of God, somebody help me here. Just get out of the fast lane into the easy lane and reconnect with God because he's right there. Some of the things that we see, they have taken such a possession of our mind and we become so preoccupied with them. The word of God calls it the cares of this life. Huh? The things that every day you have to give attention to, sometimes they become so intense that you lose sight. But God is there. God is there. He has not given us a spirit of fear. But 
through his spirit in us and heaven well. That's what I love. God responds to you and I as his children just as he responded to his son. Know what the word says here. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom you cry, Abba, Father. That's a cry of closeness. A cry of intimacy. One who has identified with us. He stepped into our reality and therefore he himself is acquainted with our reality. Glory be to God. And he did not just step in there to stay there, but he stepped there to take us out of it eventually. That's why he went ahead of us. Why did he, went, why did he go ahead of us? Huh? The word tells us to prepare a place for us. And he said to his father, Father, my desire is wherever I am, I want them to be there also. Hallelujah. As I speak to you, that's what he's actually doing. Amen. Preparing for you and I a place. And through that spirit that is in us, we cry, Abba, Father. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. His strength is made perfect in our sickness. Somebody help me here. His strength is made perfect in our limitations, in our deficiencies. Whatever it is that you're currently going through, trust the Spirit of God because His strength is able to take you through it. And if you're assured this morning that the Spirit of God is in control, don't worry how much that situation linger. God has good intentions. I'm going to just repeat that. Do not worry how long that situation lingers in your life. God has good intentions. Just stay with Him. All you require is just stay with Him. Be like Joshua and Caleb. Huh? Remember them? These characters, the 12 spies went out to Spider-Land, and the two that came back with good report, eh? these are those who went out there knowing that the land was theirs already. Help me. The other ten went out there, and they forgot what God said, because God said, all you have to do is step there, and wherever your feet, wherever you plant your step, is going to be yours. Now God killed a lie. You see? But oftentimes what happens, we get intimidated by what we see as opposed to what God says. They came back, brethren, and they said we made a comparison and we discovered that we're like grasshoppers in the sight. Meaning that we are no match for them. We are pushed over, we are walked over. That's not true. As children of God, wherever you go, you are in the majority because he is with you. Greater are they that be with us than they that come up against us. Are you, are you getting me here? Yeah. No, we can see the forces that are coming up against us, but we are in good company. Yeah. We're in the camp of angels. Yeah. You miss that. You miss that. You can't see them here this morning, but they're here. Yeah. The angels of the Lord. Somebody help me here. Yeah. And come here. Run the boat. Yeah. Then that fear God. 
just waiting to deliver. God has discharged from heaven these ministering spirits to take care of every need in your life. Whatever the needs are, and there are no needs on earth that heaven can admit. Oh, somebody help me. That's what I submit to of here today. There are no sorrows on earth that heaven can heal. I know it. We got to learn to live by faith. What does it mean to live by faith? Find out what God says about your condition. Amen? Find out which of God's promises that you can attach to your condition. Alright? And in the process, keep your gaze on the promises of God as opposed to being distracted by your condition. And that's just what it is as a child of God. Your conditions adverse to you are only distractions. Amen? That's why he tells us here that he did not give us a spirit of fear. So I refuse to be intimidated. Yeah? And even if I am dying, I refuse to be intimidated because the Bible tells me that nothing shall separate us from the love of God which is in And check it out. Let's check out the list. In the list, death is one of them. Death has already, in principle, been defeated. Oh. In principle, somebody help me here. Death has already been defeated. We are only waiting for that day. Hallelujah. When we shall suffer death, Mm-mm. no more will you have your sin in me. No more will you have your hold in me. The day has come for my glorification. Until that time, the word of God tells us we grow inwardly. Waiting for that emancipation. Amen. Sister, you're just groaning. Whoever it is that's going through your struggle, you're just going through the process of groaning. Amen. But the groaning always precedes the healing. You'll be sad. Weeping may endure for, but somebody help me here. The groaning always precedes the healing. In other words, it is God who is saying to us, for you to enjoy the crown, you've got to enjoy the cross. Oh, you miss that. You miss that. Amen. Now, who is he who enables us to endure? The spirit of God that is in us. The spirit of Christ that is in us. Huh? I think here with me. We're in good company. I think we can't lose. We can never lose. It's a win-win for us. So here it is. The Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. It means that He's always in the process of communing with our spirit. Right? Something we're missing because our agendas are different. Are you getting me here? The agenda of the natural man is different than that of the spirit. And oftentimes in our preoccupation, with attending to the agendas of the natural man, we miss the voice of the Spirit. But the Bible tells us here that the Spirit is always, in other words, God is always available to us. Amen? The Spirit bears witness with our spirit, glory be to God, that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. And what did the Word of God say about God's children? Huh? Oftentimes, you have to give us a little spanking. Huh? Huh? <laughs> is that right? We got children. I mean, that's that's the expression of God's love for us. God's love is a jealous is a jealous love. What does that mean? God wants us for Himself and His Son. 
and whenever you take that agreement and you try to solve it up elsewhere, he just comes by and just gets your attention. Amen? Never with the intention of eliminating you, but rather of growing you, maturing you. So our adversities are really meant to do what? To mature us. And in the context that we're studying here this morning, when we talk about maturity, it means that we're becoming more like God. Amen? More like God. Don't worry about the people who tell you in your effort to be like God that you think you're more holy than others. Just ensure that your motives are pure. Amen? For the child of God, every day we should seek and pursue holiness. In other words, we should seek to perfect holiness in the fear of God, given all the promises that God has given to us. Somebody help me here. In your efforts, in doing so, others might castigate you and criticize you and put you down. As a matter of fact, I've discovered personally that oftentimes it's a lonely walk. Eh? You don't get company around you, but those of the household of faith. That's why I tell you we need each other, you know. Huh? That's why the word of God tells us we should not forsake the meeting together of each other because that's how we encourage each other unto holiness. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? You think the world is going to do that? The songwriter puts it so beautifully when he said, This world is not the friend of grace. They will not encourage you unto God. Huh? They will not. And therefore, the only thing they are set out to do is to criticize you, and the objective is to discourage you in your pursuit of God. Are you here with me? So together, we help each other. We pray for each other. We uphold each other. And here this one here, we rebuke each other, but we do it in love. They must never get the impression that you're trying to put them down. But they must sit beyond and see that you're actually trying to build them up. Because if they are broken, you are broken yourself. They are members of the same body. Are we there? Amen. So I have to be looking out for you. So stop telling me, don't mind your business. Huh? I'm not talking about busy bodies in other men's minds. That's what I'm not talking about here. Because I'll be going against the grain of all the pastor presented the last time. But we should be involved in the everyday lives of each other. So that whenever the occasion presents itself, what we have to correct, we correct in love. I was always keeping a watchful eye on you. Huh? I am your keeper. Huh? You are my keeper. Why would you allow me to do something that you know is wrong to do and afterwards criticize me? No. When you notice that there are indications that I'm falling out of grace, you get my attention. I might not like it, but as you do it for the Spirit of God, you will enable me. And give me insight into whatever it is that he wants me to know. So we're going to round it off. So as I speak to you, listen to your heartbeat. Because if you listen to your heartbeat, you can hear the Spirit of God saying something to you. Alright? He might bring to your attention something that he doesn't like. Because often that's what he does. Alright? The Spirit of God constrains us. He reminds us of God's program. Amen? Amen? And He gives us the ability to put off everything that is not consistent with God's program. Yeah. That's my thought for you today. I'm not going to go any longer. I don't want to worry. I want you to think 
on the things that we just spoke about. So wherever you are today, the Spirit of God, if you are a child of God, is communing with you. And His intention is to make you more like God. Amen? God bless you. We just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Bavoni Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.